welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Everybody loves puppets until the tea is spilled. The Queens got some of their inner feelings out before a dual runway. Was everything cut and dry in black and white? Well, it's time to talk all things Drag Race Brazil. And joining me is the resident Drag Race Brazil design challenge expert, OG Fag. Hello. I am back once again. It's Brazil. It's fashion. The looks. We're ready. Um, You're not a mermaid today. You're not a Barbie either. No, I'm not. I am going uh, to keep this streak alive of trying to go with the challenges a little bit, theming myself black and white. Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to say, if that was the case, then why are we not seeing um, Mojo Dojo um, Casa House Ken? That is actually a wonderful question. I should have his outfit. So that is that not part of your repertoire for Halloween? Not at the moment, but okay. clearly it should be. I mean, for the I'm frame- sure you have about 70 parties to go to, so I'm sure one of them will it will fit. It, right, exactly. And I'm sure that I can just like throw it together very easily as well. Just, so. just be careful with the hair dye. Oh my gosh, yes. That's the other part, though. I feel like I used up my uh, bleaching for the year. I usually try That's to keep myself to like once a year because I don't want my hair to fall out. So. No, look know. at look at Helena behind you. She she she's doing it for you both. Yes, she is. She is blonde enough for all of Brazil, I think. All right, friends, pronunciations. I'm on a 47-day Duolingo streak right now. So I am still learning, but we're trying. You're um, doing, as it, Pietra, though, doing it. As Pietra told me last week when I said one word, she's like, nope, you said the wrong word, and it's not the word you wanted it to be. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> so we're trying. We're not going to try and pronounce things properly on this podcast because y'all are going to just at me and be like, "You're dumb." But we'll get there. Maybe by day like one thousand, I'll I'll be like, "Yes, let's talk in um Portuguese." There you anyway, go. Anyway, as always, must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality production. We are showing the editing of the television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real people you're not going to go on television and share their crap, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said in the podcast. We're entertaining to discuss reality on the show. Wow, this show is like a fucking roller coaster, isn't it? Yes, it really, really is. Um, the emotions are high. The feelings inside the workroom are really getting to the girls. Um, and I gotta say, like, aside from the challenges and the art of drag, I have some feelings about um the way the girls are interacting with certain queens. I do feel like in terms of the franchises and I don't know I, I I watched a fair amount of them this year but I feel like these queens are a little spicy like there's... they are they're making up for Mexico who gave us no spice at all I know exactly there's like it there's so many great personalities and they really play off of each other they really get each other going like it's you know I'm here for it it's reality television the entertainment factor is high well, let's go through it. Ruby has been eliminated and Naz is safe. She is feeling great to still be there, but notes that it's horrible to send a friend home. 
After reading the mirror message, the emotions are running high for Helena. Why? Well, apparently they were that close. She's uncontrollable. Now, I'm convinced that the girls just do not like Naza because whatever she says or does is a problem. As Naza is wiping away the message, she will attempt to honor Hubi as the fashion queen before being scolded and interrupted by Organza and Miranda saying she is a fucking queen and is everything. Well, maybe watch the season back and see if maybe perhaps that wasn't the ticket y'all might have thought she was because she was mediocre. Yeah, Helena like, will also say that Ruby was an incredible lip syncer. And again, girlies, be afraid of Naza because that bitch just sent her home. So, with no heels, too. No heels. Mm-hmm. She was flipping around that stage, not a heel to be seen moving like that. Just the whole opening was so wild to me because I really feel this was another case where the edit does not show. Helena and Ruby being that close. Not and at so all. The amount of emotion was so insane. It was next level. I was just like, wow, Helena's really, really upset. Like, this is kind of uncomfortable and really bizarre. It is. Now, Helena hates seeing her friend leave the competition and she finds it not fair and undeserved. Well, who did you want to go home instead then? So Helena's going to straight up just tell Naza that she can't congratulate her right now. And Naza, to her fucking credit, will say it's okay and asks if she can still hug her. Good for you. Yes. Two youngsters handling the situation in drastically different ways. Yeah, Naza was just like, I'm going to take that high road. I'm just not even going to let it bother me, which I think is just something about her energy. I don't know. It's one of the great characteristics about her, I think, is exactly what you're saying. For whatever reason, it seems like a lot of the girls just don't mesh well with Naza or like aren't really interested in that. At least Mm -hmm. that's how it's coming off. So power to her for just making the best of it and rolling with it and not letting it get her down. Miranda will tell us in confessional that she was touched by Hoobie's elimination, but will throw some slight shade that she too was just not emotional about. More disappointed and a little pissed off. I mean, listen, take it up with Grad Queen, not the bitch who just did her job and won the lip sync. Exactly. Naza has the empathy for herself since the girls have none for her, so she will try to show that she still cares that they are sad. Now, when the words congratulations finally do enter the room, it's maybe two or three claps as someone will acknowledge that she did destroy the stage. Naza is now off in her own little corner in her own little world, and you can tell how tense she feels. Like, she's left out for staying. So Dallas will say that people are sad Ruby left, but doesn't understand why they need to delegitimize Naza again. So Helena, who really should just be emotional and sleep on the elimination, will congratulate Dallas on six years of drag with excellence, with a beautiful face, and finally arriving in the competition that started six weeks ago. So there you have it. The girls are bitter that after weeks and weeks at the bottom, the bitch managed to get her way out of it not bitter at all no not even a smidge do you think the girls are realizing that this is in fact a competition reality show and things may not be fair and it goes week by week do you think it's fair to knock a girl for doing well when you really want her home because you prefer the mediocrity of your good duty instead yeah it's one of those cases where you're like do you know what show you signed up for you have watched this before right like there's been a thousand seasons at this point and you had to have watched at least one like you get what you're doing here right like because it's also one of those things too where you're almost like look if you'd prefer you could go home too (laughs) 
if you want to give Ruby your spot, why don't you just excuse yourself then? Is it possible to come late to a competition or is Dallas being singled out for a reason like that? Maybe the same argument can be made for other people too. Yeah, I think it's it's potentially one of those factors where we only get to see so much in the edit. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of wonder at a certain point if there are these pieces that are not fully coming across or sometimes just one of those elements too where someone maybe comes into the competition and has expectations, but then maybe once they're there, they're not really with it. So then they're just riding it along essentially sure. and just like... I'm here until I'm not here. I don't know. It's it's one of those. It's a little bit, the energy's peculiar. Elena thinks Nas and Dallas need to go. So let's see if she'll get her wish. But this bitter bitch role, it's not cute. No, certainly not. A new day has come as Zorgans and Helena are the leaders in the two-badge club. Nas is feeling great and looking beautiful in the workroom. And she hopes for the girls it's not a challenge she's good at or they should be worried. We love confidence. Yes, we do. Elena is proud of her second badge and thinks a third one is on the way. They have officially made it to the halfway point as they have survived a snatch game. Um, does that mean it's 12 episodes? I guess so, because they keep on saying halfway, so... God, someone send me a whiskey. <laughs> well, how many episodes would you want it to be? 10. Just give me 10. Yeah, that's a clean number. It's a good number. No time for chit-chat as the alarm blares as Greg's message confuses them with references of opposites. They think they might be working in pairs, but the math ain't mathing with seven left. So Regarza tells us that the mathematics and basic education in Brazil are not good. And clearly, they are proof. At least they're pretty. Yeah, the, the, you know, they're there for the looks, for the beauty. They're not there to do math. It's okay. Helena says she is having a vision and a bottom is coming. As Shannon lobbies off that and thinks it'll be Marcia Sensitiva, uh, they really have no respect for Naza at all. Nope, not even a smidge. And they're not even going to pretend. No. Now, Greg is here and wearing a black and white blazer and shorts. And listen, I could stone that and rock it, right? Oh, absolutely. I would wear a shirt underneath because we're not going bare chest. So what color would I do? Black or white? Like for the shirt? Yeah. I don't... Or do, do I have... do a pop of color? Yeah, I think you would have to do a pop of color because doing it is or white, it would like create a weird sort of... That's fair. That's fair. All right. Okay. Well, Greg says when one friend leaves, they are close to the crown. And Bettina says they have cried a little, but they're ready for another one. For their mini challenge, they will start with a glory hole. OG's favorite activity always you saw that choice of on vinyl i'm sure yeah listen i don't know if it's gonna be down under uk or us but um little miss choice of on and drag is gonna be a contestant has to be or it's gonna be choice of on guest judging and it's gonna be like miley um coming in and drag in the beginning as well, i don't even remember that character joe uh with lady gaga you know we're gonna have troy savon in that stunning drag whoever did that makeup deserves all the awards yeah that was really incredible he looked amazing and i definitely stunning. do hope that that happens yeah. also with this challenge uh clocking the box that was yeah. the box that the words came out of Sure is. I guess there's only one box in all of Brazil. 
but also that it's kind of like I appreciate when they do the puppet challenges and it's an actual hole so I was like where was that like you have I mean I get we were talking about it with the reading challenge like clearly they're recycling these props here so Mm -hmm. maybe the budgets overall aren't super expensive but come on give us an actual hole why do we have this box that's fair that is very fair all right for their mini challenge puppets brazil loves them puppet theater we have a big box that they will stick their hands in to find out who they will be portraying miranda will select helena and she is pressed that this puppet is so ugly like she feels like it looks more like diva more and than her as it's wearing straight people clothes the puppet was really very bizarre looking like some of these puppets i would love to know how they end up making them and like why they make timo they got it from timo they're just like some of them look so bad like yeah i i really feel like i can't remember a season where all of the puppets before they even did anything to them looked like this bad yeah that's that's fair that's fair um next we have helena selecting dallas naza selects patina who looks younger than helena and she's still pressed shinon will get naza dallas selects miranda but china will have shinon who is like i'm not bald and this one has eyebrows now, as we learned moments ago, math is hard. And if you need to math right now, it's to realize that Organza is last to pick and the last puppet left is Organza. Now, perhaps I'm wrong. Is this the first time this happened on Drag Race where the queen gets her own puppet? I think it is. I couldn't think of another time either. And I was also like, why wouldn't you organize it in a way that that wouldn't happen? Like, right. You're making a TV show. You have production right there. Why wouldn't you do something where whoever's picking their puppet would be out while they picked, or like, or if they did pick themselves, why show that in the edit? Like, just have right. them pick. It. Like, there were so many ways you could go about it to do it differently, and I just did not understand. Well, I, I have a theory. I mean, Greg will give Organza the option to swap her puppet with anyone, so she really wants to get her hate out on Naza. And takes it away from Shannon, who will now have to take on her good sis, Organza. I think they knew that the bitch was going to be pissed at Naza and was going to give good content. So they said, do it. Do do what you want to do. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Like, just for the sake of the entertainment value of it. Because, yeah. They have 10 minutes to drag up their puppets. And, yeah, they they needed all 10 minutes. We got some weird, weird hair options again. Yes. And also, I just like going back to the way that the puppets started, I cannot wrap my head around why Shannon's skin tone was what it was like. <laughs> just certain yeah. ones like that, like that and uh, Helena's that like those were the two wildest to me. I was like, those don't look anything like them. What's happening? <laughs> They're going to throw some shade in the creation of the puppets before they even enter the theater. They say, just put random things together and you can make Dallas. Shade. Now, when Greg gives the five-minute warning, Helena says that Dallas doesn't even need that much time. Why are they not piling on on her? Right? Like, come on. And they mean, they, like, I think they do kind of talk about a little bit here and there around, oh, trying to get ready fast. And they bring up the pageant, right, from one of the yes. other yes. mini challenges. So they touch upon that a little bit. But yeah, like... Why all on Naza? Come on, spread it out a little bit, people. Now, Dallas says they can criticize her looks, but the judges are loving her makeup, and she won the pageant in five minutes. Cut to Helena saying it wasn't a beauty pageant, but a campy pageant. Jealousy, not a good look on her. 
<laughs> it continues. It's rampant. All right, it's time to play with puppets. First up is Miranda with Helena, and she will portray her as if she's stuck with her Snatch Game character, nasal voice included. It's crazy. And then she ribs her by having her sob that her friend went home. I mean, roll the tapes back. It was pretty similar. It was. And I really appreciated when she did the, like, stop. And mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, are the cameras rolling? And yes. then have yeah. her start crying again. That was amazing. I mean, it all seems all very lighthearted in the room as there was laughter. But I mean, I don't know. She really did do dirty. Yeah. I mean, essentially, she's like calling her we, we have Helena with Dallas. And she put way too much color on that puppet. I'm sorry, girl. That's not what Dallas wears. Anyway, that hair. Um, Oof. She will play into the five-minute thing and mock her for hot glowing flowers to a corset to help her look cinched, which we know didn't work, but alas. She will then comment on the tubes and lines on the faces, helping her be a very robotic queen. And it doesn't end as she will mock the angel headpiece and says it's the story of her life. She really does not think that this bitch should be there. No, and what made me laugh in particular around that one was just like, to go for the angel thing, which was so personal and related to Dallas's father, I was like, oh, wow. Helena is just, like, really going for it. Yeah. <laughs> Naza is giving a smoker voice to portray Washina and just have her say she's pissed and go out with the pit crew. It really didn't go anywhere. Uh, she was so mediocre that Patina will tell her to bring Marcia Sensitiva back, and even Naza will laugh at that. I agree. What was being said was very just like not doing it but the voice really killed me yeah i mean to be fair there's nothing funny about patina that we've learned so far yeah and i think that's what it is too and i think that's what it comes down to in the challenges like this especially always with the puppets it's like the reality is that many of the queens are not necessarily funny so like right having to make a puppet of them that's then entertaining like that's really challenging and sometimes there just isn't material to work with so you just do a funny voice and i feel like that should be enough because that was one of the funniest parts of the whole thing to me shannon's turn to play with organs and mocks her from coming from the hood and not shaving her legs or armpits because she has allergies listen that's a real thing i know people who who um things happen when you shave things and, and you, you get rashes Anyway, Organza says her sis knows her, but interestingly, we will see Shannon play, um, and not much more of Organza. Um, we're getting a lot of confessional from here. Here, why? Why didn't we not hear more of the jokes from Shannon? Were they that bad? Were they trying to save it here? Like, what was happening? Yeah, I think probably it just wasn't good content because, Maybe. like we were just saying with Naza, I think a few of them struggled to come up with funny things to be able to say and do. So why waste the seconds and minutes of an episode on that? I was also like the hairy thing hasn't come up before. Not, a, I, not at all. Right. So it's also funny to me in terms of both uh, when those moments present themselves and then also how the production is being approached when they want to layer in a joke, but then we as the audience aren't really getting the full context because it's like, where did that come from? Like, I didn't yeah. know that. And now we're literally weeks into the competition. Hey, at least no one outed anyone this time. <laughs> That's true. Dallas is up with Miranda. She has a pretty good cadence for the puppet, but the substance was severely lacking. It's mostly about fruit. And Miranda's like, why are you playing Dilma, your Snatch Game character? And I guess Helen is not alone in being stuck in a Snatch Game character. Oop. 
Lee now Habatina with her Chanel and Puppet. And simply based on the styling, I was very confused because that wig was way wrong. Way, way wrong. Yeah. Anyway, she too will have the cadence of her speech and the tongue pop. And she will take this moment to mock Dallas as that is why Shannon is wearing that hair. Um, Everyone seems to find it hysterical except for Dallas, who's like trying to laugh it off. But she's like, it's not even my turn. You know, when you're in the workroom, you always got to be on the lookout, though. You never know when somebody's going to come for you. That's true. And now for Agonza, who is getting her hatred for Naza off her chest. She will mock her for her fashion degree and having her own brand. She will mock her for a black wig, which then reveals into another black wig. She will then have her do a pirouette referring to her lip sync and then tosses her to the ground. And no one seems to be laughing. And even Naza's like, I'm fine. I'm still here, bitch. It really killed me when Organza pulled out the puppet at first, the outfit. I was just like, oh my gosh, because that felt savage enough. And then, yeah, like she really went full force. It was a little bit like, oh yeah, this is just not funny. And also the throwing of the puppet, like Naza landed all of the stunts and everything. Like again, was doing it without heels, which was very impressive. So why do you think this is like a funny joke thing? The choice to go that route was very bizarre. No, it was personal. It was absolutely personal. Yeah, it felt very deeply rooted in that. And it's like, girl, that's not funny. And the point of this is to be funny. The puppet show is over. And the winner of the mini challenge is Marina Rao. She gets a prize of 5,000 IS. Uh, being shady is her thing. I guess so. I don't know. I kind of felt like... In terms of just maybe the ridiculousness that Helena should have won. Mm-hmm. Cause I really loved what she did with the Dallas puppet. Like that was so funny. And like the headpiece, because she's always wearing a damn headpiece. She sure is. So I don't know. For me, I was kind of like, I mean, sure, I guess Miranda can win, whatever. Now, before revealing the fun for the week, Rag shares that the extra special guest judge is Maria Casadaval, who is a big Brazilian actress. Are you familiar with her work? No. <laughs> well, for this week's Maxi Challenge, it'll be the first Drag Race Brazil double runway. In addition to an all-white look they brought from home, they must create an all-black look from scratch. Oh, and they have to make it look like they came from the same collection, which is going to be a point of contention. As always, these challenges, it's just like, can we stick with the rules? What are the rules? Can I please read the rules? Can you scroll them down the screen? Like, I want to look at a rule book. They have three minutes to grab their fabrics and accessories, and Miranda does not get an advantage, which is rude. Why not give her like an extra like 10 seconds to grab one piece of fabric? Yeah, again, it's like, I don't understand why they're doing the design challenges and have a mini challenge, but then part of the win is not getting at least a 10 second head start. It's like consistency, not not a thing. Yeah. And it, but it just, again, like it feels like it should be because like that makes sense. I don't now, know. We've discussed on this show before how black is one of the hardest colors to use because of the camera and how it's always important to look into the textures you're going to use if you're using all black. Of the items you saw on the tables, what would you have grabbed first? I feel like I would have gone with what Dallas and Shannon tried to do and get the like vinyl mm-hmm. because it just reflects the light so well and you do get that sense of um, a, almost like a texture, I guess. But yeah, it just, I think, plays really well. 
either that or something like NASA went with, which is like fuzzy because that also right. reads, it, there's a high readability of it. So dare I say she knew what she was doing because it looked like it was part of her first look. You know, maybe. Do you think, now this is me being conspiracy and results oriented. Do you think the producers strategically pulled certain fabrics based on what they already knew the queens had with them? I feel like if the intention of the challenge is what they said it was, right? Because that always feels mm -hmm. like, especially with Brazil, we have to be, we have to say that. If the intention really was to be cohesive and have it look as part of a collection, then yes, I would say production had to have pulled in certain elements because otherwise, how would you like ensure that, you know? Right, right. Well, the race is on for material and there's a bit of a battle for certain items, but all the goods are, are acquired. Now the girls are alone to make some of their goodie make sense of their goodies as they try to figure out what to design and construct. Shannon will show Helena a sketch of a straight dress with a slit and a pair of pants, and I was like, "That's ambitious for a non-seamstress." Um, but she's a pin, so no, tea, no shade. She's feeling relaxed. Yeah, listen, you gotta shoot for the stars. Miranda is worried about time. She thinks they're crazy making them do things that take so long in a single day. So I guess it's safe to say that this truly was a single day challenge, which is wild to me when we get to the results, but um, we'll get to it. Oh yeah. I have lots of thoughts. Rag is back. And if she's in black and white, her date for the walkthrough has every color under the rainbow. It's Duda Bertolini, who is very tall. Yes. Very Do not expect tall, that. Lots of hair. Like lots everything. of hair. There's a lot of length. Now, friends, if you did not know, Duda Bertolini is a fashion designer, so his expertise is welcome here. Um, before we get into the specifics, did you think Duda was very good here? I almost felt like, and again, maybe this is a production thing. I felt like he was maybe brought in just for one of the moments that will happen a little bit more during the walkthrough. Like... Now, to I, be know, fair, I, it could have happened on the main stage. Yeah, but I do think because I'm I'm like thinking back on on the feedback, I don't really feel like anything was super revolutionary or groundbreaking or whatever. And I mean, we only get to see so much, so who's to say what the rest of the actual conversation was? But I do feel like that was my my read of it. I think it was nice to see him in the workroom and all of that. Like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like, oh, he has no place there. Like, why did they do this? All of that. But right. yeah, I was just like, mm, this feels like you're doing this for a specific moment. Now, I do want to make mention here as we go through this. Usually when we watch the edit of a television show called Drag Race, when we see who gets the walkthrough and it's not all the queens, usually those are the key players for the results. Not this time. No, keeping it interesting. Thank you, editors. Thank you, editors. Yep. All right. First up is Organza, who will visit Greg and Dudu, bringing all the materials, strutting on over like she's that bitch, which she kind of is. She, 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 yeah. She's very excited for this challenge. She shares that her all white look refers to um, her being a black person very late in her life. She shares that she was raised in the Catholic church. So she was completely banned from the, any African based religions. So her white look is a reference to Yamoja, who is the water spirit of the Yoruba tribe. This is a little different than a previous water spirit. Uh, we know from drag race France too, mommy Wata. Yes. The water spirits. Now for her black look, she will be bringing something more street and banji and make a reference to Maria Pagila. Um, don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? 
Nope. Okay, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Dudo notes that she has been collecting wins and she's a fashion queen designer and she comes there to slay and explode. She knows there are many expectations on her as she knows Dudu wants her to make an impression and be remembered that she is a designer. They expect more from her in this challenge. I feel like, again, knowing what the results are going to be, the only reason we had this moment was to learn a little bit about what the reference is going to be before we see it first and also to continue to remind us that organza will be here till the end like there is unless something amazingly shocking happens um i just there's no path where she gets eliminated before the finale yeah i completely agree i feel like it was one of those moments where it was like reminder to the audience this is a top contender she can do it all she has a lot of skills (laughs) kind of like very that Well, speaking of, next up is Helena, who also has high expectations in the challenge. Her plan is with the white look. It's a lace bodysuit. So with that in mind, she grabbed black lace so it goes with the other look. Okay, that makes sense in the world of this challenge. Yes, same collection, same spirit. I'm with it. Dudu says they know she's a beauty queen and often serves classic and chic, but warns her that they want to see other sides from her. He tells her to play with fashion and design, telling her it's an excellent opportunity to see new versions of Helena Melgita. And she knows that she's here for her beauty, but she will give them a versatile makeup look and bring the original Melgita. That's not exactly what they told you to do, but you go try and see how it works out for you. Yeah, like, are we really understanding the feedback? It sounds like we're making a choice here. What? Why? Why? What do you think she she heard that we heard differently? I, I well, yeah, based on ultimately how she looks, I'm kind of like, I have. I mean, I have so many more questions, honestly. Because the word makeup never came out of that man's mouth. Right. Exactly. I think maybe I don't know. I'm like, is there something about versatility that just they take as like, let me. I don't know. It was, yeah, it, it, uh, stunk. What would you have understood it to be like silhouette probably or, or, or. Right. Exactly. Like try to give them a different body shape or, you know, like something changing of the proportions, right. like playing with size and scale. <laughs> oh, now I know. Time... Yeah. There you go. Now it's time for Miranda, whom Dudu is very curious about. He reminds her that she has come so close to winning, just being shy while being on the top. She's like, why do I have to suck here? I mean, you're not sucking. You're just not the best. Yeah. She will show her white look as being a very much a girl from Rio. When she thinks of white, she always thinks of the moment they count down with their foot in the sea, waiting for the first seven waves. And I've learned that this is a Brazilian tradition for New Year's where you jump over the first seven waves while wearing white. That is so cute because I hadn't heard of that either. And so hearing a few of them reference this like New Year's tradition, yeah. I thought that was so fun. And it's also one of those moments too, where you have to appreciate that many of us are learning about a new culture mm-hmm. experiences and being able to watch the Queens. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that little context. She shares that New Year's always brings her the expectations that every beginning has an end and every end has a beginning. With that in mind for her black look, she thought about the end death how grim (laughs) right like oh naturally drag race and death she reveals that she does not deal well with endings same i am not good at goodbyes it's not good so she says the last two years she got really tired as her husband had serious health issues he started chemotherapy and she was very afraid they had to get married 
They lived together and had to prove it to the hospital that they were family. And it was the only way that she could access him and help do things for him. At that point, marriage wasn't only about love. It was about circumventing the system who said they weren't a family. She needed to show the papers to prove that they were. She reveals that he is healthy now, and that is why she is there. They decided to not commemorate the beginning or this end. So she says that a certain person held a pandemic ceremony, a.k.a. judo, and says that it was so romantic and beautiful that her husband said they can do the same thing to celebrate their marriage, so they copied it. They used their living room to be so that be able to not forget that they always must accept that where they were going through and where they were coming from and going through to try to celebrate something. And Miranda says, sometimes we celebrate not because we are happy, but because we need to believe that tomorrow will be possible. I was like, wow, that's so fucking profound. Yeah. Like things are getting real deep and philosophical on drag race mm-hmm. after we just had a puppet show. Miranda tells Judy that he is a part of their story and she couldn't get this close to him without telling him how inspiring it was to them. Judy was so touched to hear that they got married during the pandemic as it was one of the most important moments in his life too. Now, I knew after this chat that there was no way in hell they were letting her get so close to a win this week without actually giving it to her. Like, that would just be cruel. Oh, yeah. To let her have that entire moment and to have, you know, the whole workroom experience, like all of that. I mean, it would have been, like, almost kind of funny, but there was just no way it was going to happen. No. Um, I think because of timing and because of how the conversation was, we glossed over probably the biggest part of this that is not really ever discussed on Drag Race because there's not many people who have been able to discuss it. But just the simple fact of how healthcare systems work when it comes to families and the importance of why marriage for gay people is essential. Yes, I completely agree with you. I was like, somehow this is not really the main point necessarily of why this conversation is happening and where it goes. But I was like, they should really be engaging with this because this is such a crazy thing that's like you need to rely on an institution to get a loved one health care for like a life-threatening thing it's like that is also a really huge concept and something that so many people have to navigate around the world so it's like that in and of itself could have been a whole little segment you know so it's like oh wait hold on maybe we should go back to that (laughs) but there's only so much time it's true. And I, and I hope it does open up conversations for people to really understand, like, you don't have to believe in, in marriage, but there's a reason why marriage is important for people. Right, exactly. It's like these basic human needs, you know? Yeah. Greg and Doodle leave and Bacina will be like, I was just naked saying goodbye to Doodle. Um, like he hasn't seen that before. <laughs> now, Organza tells us she took a break and she let the kittens play a little and she's back. She thinks this challenge is hers. And it's like, why are we including this? Interesting. Meanwhile, Bettina and Miranda are fighting a sewing machine. But shout out, Singer Product Placement. Hey, got to get it in there. Got to get that sponsor money. Now, I've heard from certain queens who discuss the um, sewing machines of it all that, like, maybe in the past, there have been, like, um, rinky-dink sewing machines just for drama moments. But ever since Singer has been like the supplier, I feel like we haven't had like breaking machines as much anymore. 
No, I think the only pieces that usually get close to that is like when the queens are trying to figure out just how the machine works and they're right. like, it won't go. But like, that's not about the machine. That's about you just don't know how to use a sewing machine and you don't. Right. Know I mean, I remember the early days of Drag Race, we would see people have like complete breakdowns because the, the machine's out of commission and they're like, well, that's your machine. Can't use anything else. Yeah, gone are those days. They got a little bit of money behind the franchise now. No need, no need, and no time for for broken machines. Bettina's fine with her design, not her sewing. She doesn't know if she can sew the tool and get it to what she wants it to be, but she needs it as it's the connection of the looks. Again, an important fact here. Yeah, the queens are fiercely sewing, but the day is over as we know it. Is it actually over? Is it the same day? I don't know, but. It's a new day, so they say, and the bitches look exhausted. So who's alive? Well, Helena will be doing a sunglass reveal to her regular glasses. Cute. AKA not alive. Not alive. <laughs> Janone didn't sleep, honey. Argonza will ask Dallas if she's okay, and she will say that she still needs to make adjustments to her look. Now, Helena will say that she heard from a friend that she evolved and has left the hot glue gun and conquered the sewing machine. That's the growth the judges are looking for. Now you can go. You did your growth. Now we'll show you the door. Helena jokes that her look um, next to you will make her look out of a laser. Listen, the magic of 3D printers is real. Yeah, in this day and age. I was just watching yesterday, I think, uh, or the day before, an episode of Project Runway from like many seasons ago now. And one of the designers was using a 3D printer and Tim Gunn was like, whoa, this technology is crazy. And it's like to think now just how much I want to to say what more normal it is now. It's like funny to like see that back. So 3D printing and fashion, it's there. Friends, if you would like to donate money so I can go buy a Cricut, that would be amazing. They're expensive. And people love Cricuts too. Sure do. Believe me. Now, Dallas is confident with the look she is creating as she thinks it makes a lot of sense and translates to her identity. Everything's about her identity, isn't it? You know? Got a story. Yeah, exactly. She's hoping to surprise the judges once again. But first, it's time to go plaster their faces. Speaking of, how much? How many inches of paint do you use when you um, get into drag? Oh, boy. Literally so many. It's like, because I do so such crazy colors and I do like so much of to get the full coverage. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. That, yeah, it's a lot of paint. I go through a lot. As the girls get ready, Bettina will extend an invite to the girls to the Bettina Polaroid studio. She tells them they will have lunch as a family there because they will be together for the rest of their lives and careers. Meanwhile, Shannon is like, I thought I wouldn't talk to anyone because I'm a competitor. And she says that you can't have friendships in a competition. Oh my God, growth. Bettina calls that, continues that people think it will be pure competition and they eat each other alive, but they also are so needy as they are all going through the same troubles. Helena thought she was going to be a heartless slap, but she became a crybaby. Same with Organza, but we haven't really seen that from her. Has she cried once? I don't think so. And I'm like, where's all the slutty people at, though? I'm like, where is that? We're hearing it. I'm not seeing it, though. Shannon will call over to Naza, who is sitting alone in her own little corner in her own little world. As always. She will say that she doesn't cry a lot, but that's her thing. She says sometimes it seems like she doesn't care about things and they try to get to her, but she laughs and jokes with them. She doesn't know, but she thinks it may sound fake. 
The girls want to know if she's piling up anything inside and if she is hurt. So it's time to rehash the events at the end of the previous day. She will share that after the lip sync for her life, because of the energy and friendship, she felt they preferred Ruby to stay. She gets it as if she, if it was her friend, she would do the same. But it's a competition and she doesn't want to beat herself up about it, but thinks that Naza had to leave, um, that they think that Naza had to leave so Ruby could stay. Organza will try to rationalize with her and tells her that it wasn't that they didn't want her there or what she would be sent home. It was much more about losing her friend. It wasn't personal. I get that. But the fact that not a single person can empathize with how Naza was feeling in the moment is kind of hurtful. I've been Naza and I've watched my friends be Naza. Sometimes you have to suck it up and not emote. But when you are in turn hurting someone else because of that, you look worse than you think you are. And I think Helena is looking terrible by not heartfully congratulating Naza when she had the chance to. She looked bad. Yeah, it, it's just strange because it's also just that thing of, on the one hand, you're saying, oh, well, it wasn't about you staying or anything. It was about the person who was leaving and how much Oshion meant to us. But then it's like, you turn around and like you were saying before, okay, well, then who did you want to go home instead? Like, you know, it's kind of like right. someone had to go. So you're trying to say that it's not about me, but this feels like it's about me. And also, I just feel like, too, like we were saying before, it sometimes feels as though the girls are trying to talk to Naza about a certain thing or, like, I almost want to say get a reaction out of her to be mm -hmm. like, well, we were, like, you know, X, Y, Z happened. And, like, how did you feel about that? And, like, Naza is just sort of, again, rolling with it. And it's just like, whatever, I'm here doing me and I'm here to have fun and do drag and all of that. And it's like, sometimes I wonder what the other queen's perception is of like her basically not really being unbothered, you know, essentially. Shinomo right. mentioned how it was heavy, how everyone was being shaded in Naza after she wanted to grade. And they were saying things that could trigger her. So Helena will speak up and say that she doesn't know if she was being rude to her in this moment. Spoiler, you were. But she says yeah. she was trying to be as polite as possible, even though she was suffering. She says she knows she adores her and respects her, work and her beard and her black wig to black wig reveal and organza is like can you not be so cunty and catty this is why gay people and sincerity are a rare combo it is so true i was like that's real like she cannot stop herself from just being a bitch like Naza tells us, don't expect her to be messy. If they want to criticize and talk about her, let them. She has no reason or desire to clap back. She likes them. She says you can only give what you own, and she doesn't keep bad things inside of her. Is this an entry for a potential miscongeniality? It feels like it could be. It's, it's one of those pieces where I feel like I struggle to see where they're taking the Naza edit sometimes, you know, but exactly. I mean, it seems like in any other season, she would probably be a miscongeniality. But if it's about how the other queens perceive her and if they're the right. ones voting, then it, I don't think it would be because they don't seem to like her very much for whatever reason. Now, I've been very complimentary to Naz. I really do love her, but I'm going to criticize her right now. She tells the girls that she does have feelings. She just doesn't cry. And those are the homosexuals to be fearful of. Here's looking at you, ghost boy sociopaths 
they're out there. Oh God, I yeah yeah I ghost boy. Remember him? Yes. Oh yes. We've got two runways to discuss. Let's get to it. We have Miss Grad Queen looking spectacular in that black plush Leo with the shell moment. I don't know if this was a reference to some fashion moment because I think it was, but she rocked it. She looked good. She did. It made me think, though, why didn't she wear that during the Mermaid Week? Because, to, like, to me, very bad. She doesn't want to make them look bad. I guess so, but I was like, this was very, very, like... Again, could you imagine RuPaul actually working with the theme of the week on the from the runway and her look? And she looked worse than the Queens? Like, she would never let that happen. Yeah, but I think for me, it's also just like, why would you maybe even do something mermaid adjacent in the season if that was a chance? I don't know. It's kind of like, you could have... And we've seen Greg will go all kinds of directions and wear will wear all kinds of things. There's such variety. So like maybe the look came in late. May, maybe. Could be. Our panel. We're going to shake things up a little bit. We're going to first say hi to Bruna Braga, then Dudu Bertolini, and our ex- extra special guest, Judge Maria Casadaval. Uh, that hat was hatting. Oh, yes. Do you own it? Do you love want a it? good headpiece. Love a good hat. It was lovely. We have two categories that we will discuss each and critique them both separately. Let's go. Categories black and white, but in honor of the white runway, we will play the white stuff or out of white. White stuff or out of white? Yes, like out of sight, out of white. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like... It's a reach, but it's there. Get it? Get yeah, it? I'm like, you're, you're reaching. Okay. You're reaching on that you're one. Reaching. Listen, I Google uh, puns for words, and this is the things I come up with. It took me about like five pages to get to that one because none of them were good. Yeah, I could imagine. All right, Miranda LeBrow, no designers listed. This is incredibly simple, but incredibly effective. I think that she does play with the fabrics and textures well with the shine of the cape, pairing well with the slight shine on the catsuit. I think the fit flip flop moment with her name engraved in gold was brilliant. The white hair with the bead fastener was done well. Overall, it's not show-stopping, but it is exactly what she set out to do. I would go to the white party with her. I I mean, I think I, this is how I felt about a lot of these runways. I really have a challenge trying to figure out how I feel about it. Because it's like you were saying, there's not really a lot to it. And so part of me is like, yes, it looks very clean. It looks nice. But then also I'm just like, well, it is just a white bodysuit with a cape. Like, is that really giving? Am I really that excited by it? Not really. And like the flip-flops I find interesting too. Like, again, I get what she's going for with like the beach and everything. But I don't know. I'm kind of like if it was a necklace, maybe wouldn't it be connected all the way? Like, why does it just have the each shoe and then like the chain or whatever is supposed to be hanging there? Maybe it's one of those things that you spin around and hit people with. Oh, yes. Like the karate, like ninja weapon. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, like a nunchuck situation. There you go. Uh, with flip-flops. Maybe, see, that I could get on board with. I, I needed her to take it off and whip him around or something, cause a little bit there of... There it is. Dude says he likes the white look. He says he laughed a lot with the flip-flops. Um, I'm going to give it the white stuff. I think I'm going to give it an out of white. I really just, I don't know. Very light, but I think, yeah... Well, the audience is going to drown you in the ocean. The audience, 86% the white stuff, 14% out of white. 
Shut on Scarlet. No designers listed. Mother has arrived. Now, I know that she's saying this is an homage to Rue, but I think that hair was a bit too tall. Mother goes wide, and she never gives us that much frizz anymore. Um, The silhouette is stunning. I think she likely repurposed this from her wardrobe, and I'm not mad at it because it is stunning. And that mug, she knows how to paint. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I really enjoyed this one i mean like i think that like you were saying there was all that reference to rupaul and i was like mm, Ru's hair is big but not in that way um yeah and i mean i like it's not necessarily the most again like interesting overall but i think that the top piece gives it a little bit of some visually interesting elements it looks clean like you were saying too the makeup completely stunning i was definitely here for this Dudu says that this week both looks were a little plain. Bruna says she missed her stamp in the entrance. Greg says with her white look, when she turned the corner, she was like, what? And she looked like RuPaul. She will ask her if she's trying to steal her job. No, she's not. I'll give it a white stuff. Definitely a white stuff. The audience, 76% white stuff, 24% out of white. But Sheena Polaroid. Look by Gabriela Andrande and Atelier Melika Martins here by Molana. You know when you can tell someone is in their element and they just radiate confidence, this was that moment for Bushina. She is serving 80s rocker chicken in this chic. The biker jacket has all the right studs in all the right places. The tool skirt is giving Cindy Lauper realness. I will say that I wish she went with a slightly blonder Madonna wig because this faux hawk style is like highlighting all the manliness about her. But overall, she's unlocked her 80s rocker chick and she is unstoppable. Yeah, I think this was one of those where I really loved the concept. Like you were saying, I think you could really, really tell that she was into it. I think like the finer maybe details just needed a little bit of tuning to really take it all the way. For sure, the hair, it's like sort of a strange color choice in a way. It doesn't fully go where I think it should. And then the other thing that was throwing me personally was the the volume and the shape of the skirt. Like mm-hmm. I I got what she was doing, of course, and and the reference and all of that. But I don't know. There was something about the proportion. It was like, I think I wanted it to be smaller. I always felt like the skirt was too big. So I don't know. She could have been hiding a couple Oompa Loompas under there. (laughs) Maybe. I don't don't know what was happening under that skirt. But that was the one thing as she was running around and like the stage and stuff. I was like, oh, I don't know. There's something about the way that the top is really small, but then the bottom is just like so big in a way that I'm not sure if it's supposed to look that way. Bruno says she sees her as a rocker chick and won't invite her to Kalashina Preta concert. I don't know the references. Someone tell me. Maria says she found it very interesting that she brought rock and roll to the white look, which is to subvert the rock and roll paradigm, which is all black looks. I will give her the white stuff. I will as well. Audience, 87% the white stuff, 13% out of white. Naza, no designers listed. Listen, I am ready to snuggle. Naza, my bed is waiting for you. This was so cute and fun. I think she could have gone a a little bit longer in the dress, but overall the proportions are spot on. I love that it's so fluffy and cute. And blonde is a wonderful color on her. And dare I say it, retire the black. You don't need to do much to style well. And this is exactly what she accomplished here. She made this look look amazing. Yeah, I I mean, I completely agree. I really love 
that she went this more cutesy place with it. I feel like it was very distinct in terms of what the rest of the field of the competitors were doing with their runways this week. So really, I think she was able to strong it strongly stand out in that regard. Um, and yeah, it look, looks well made. I agree with you. The, the shirt, the length of the skirt, like it needs to maybe be a little bit longer. Um, and then also I, I will say too, which she does it a little bit in the second one, but I feel like Naza is really able to play with the camera and stuff in a mm -hmm. way that I really don't see the other queens do. She's got a lot of like charisma in that way. And she really sells what she's wearing, um, which I really appreciate. I agree with you. I think also Naza going with a different hair color uh, and really something that's lighter, like really changes her aesthetic and the way that she looks a little bit. So I think she should lean into that more. I don't really think the black does her justice as much as she seems to wear it. Um, so yeah, so I thought this was this was really awesome. I will give it the white stuff. Yes, white stuff. Audience, eighty-one percent white stuff, ninety percent out of white. Would you wear it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. Dallas, yeah, and like maybe, I mean, for me, would I wear it in white? Maybe like more of a no. pink or something if there I had an go, option. But yes, I would totally wear that. Dallas Seville, look by Eduardo Campos. Didn't she just wear this last week? Like, I appreciate that she knows what is in her wheelhouse and she tries to ensure it's present in all her looks. The problem is when you go white back-to-back -back weeks, it just felt too similar. Looking at this bunny look singularly, it is a fantastic futuristic look. I can see the character in a sci-fi film. It is a good look, but this late in the game, we're splitting hairs, pun intended. This is just not enough. Yeah, it, well, exactly. And I, of course, I was thinking the same thing. It's just when you go from the white of last week to this white with a big headpiece on, it's like you're literally giving the same thing, unfortunately. It's really the same exact silhouette. It's everything that we kind of expect at this point. It's just not diverse enough to really differentiate from the rest of what She's showing on the runway. And I think in that way, she does herself a disservice. Absolutely. Dudu says that the, at this moment, they need more innovation and variation. I will give her a soft white stuff. Yeah, I will too. Because I do think that it's a great outfit. It's just, she needs to change it up. Audience, 86% white stuff. 14% out of white. Helena Mojita. No design is listed. It's perfect. It's stunning. The white lace cat suit looks fucking sexy on her she doesn't need to do much in order to look perfect i love that purple hair with the white streak in it the mug is mugging she is a power bitch now we will talk about it when we get to her black look but trying to emulate this was not going to be enough the second time around because the simplicity is what stands out as well as the immaculate construction and that's going to be the biggest problem for her this episode yeah, I mean, absolutely. Everything that you just said is so true. I mean, I think this was probably my favorite of the white looks, I would say. She just looks so stunning. It's just so wild. And yeah, being able to see her in this hair is really interesting. I appreciate that it's like the purple, but then there's also the slightly different like white or gray in the front that breaks it up. Um, the makeup is completely stunning. It just looks so together. Like the look is so cohesive and cool looking and sexy. It's just incredible. I loved it. Brad calls the look iconic. I give it a white stuff. Definitely a white stuff. Audience, 
82% white stuff, 18% out of white. Huh. Yeah, that's how I felt. Aganza, no designers listed. I think this is incredibly evocative and powerful. And again, she has unleashed an inner power through this runway. I love the lace and the beading throughout the look and the satin skirt truly brings this to a goddess level. I think the braided hair turning into a face mask is remarkable and something we've never really seen on the runway of Drag Race. And because of that, I think it's an all white category. My eye is, eye is thrown off, but the cultural reference being black braids is correct. I don't know if it would be insensitive to ponder what white braids would look like for this particular look, but that's just a desire for the specific category. Overall, a knockout. Yeah, there's something which makes sense, right? Because it's like supposed to be evocative of a water spirit. There is something that feels very beachy and like a little aquatic about the outfit in a really great way. And it's just got such a cohesive energy and vibe to it. Um, I don't really mind that the hair is the color that it is because it also balances out, I think, like with the notes of the white elements, mm -hmm. sort of the hair and the headpiece. So I don't think that it necessarily throws me that much. Um, yeah, I mean, does it feel again like the most um, elaborate? Not necessarily because it's sort of like a bikini top and then you got like a long skirt with just some sleeves. So I don't I don't know about all that. Um, but in terms of just looking stunning, being very visually striking, it's very solid. I, I really like this. Judy will pick his jaw off the floor and tell her she was revering once again her Black royalty with contemporary fashion, creativity, intelligence, and catwalking sideways. Bruna says she brought history once again, which is uh, things that wouldn't exist this season without her. And Maria says she performed the mysteries of this Layavga uh, on her walk and says this is pure reverence i will give it a white stuff yes also a white stuff audience 80 percent white stuff 20 percent out of white in honor of the black runway we will play blackout or black hole <laughs> okay see i like this one that's funny Miranda Lavrau, she is giving you funeral realness with some sparkle. I love the construction and how she was able to execute a look that immediately reads funeral. Is it the strongest and most original? Not a chance. I think her performance with this runway stole the show and she knows how to be campy and that snot moment was hilarious. Miranda's a star. Yeah, she's been like, well, they talked about it in the episode, right? When they were doing the work, the walk through the workroom. So they acknowledge it. She's one of those contestants that's been very consistent. So I think it's not that she's blended into the background, but you don't always see her at like the front front, but mm -hmm. she's so consistent. She is really great. And I think she's going to have that endurance to be able to, to take it pretty far. Um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I think I, I'm feeling similarly about the outfit. Like, is it the most beautiful no, not necessarily, but the shapes are interesting. It's got some unique texture and the way that the light plays off of it, I think is entertaining. I mean, the makeup is so fun. Also, as someone who normally in my makeup does integrate like some kind of eye shape that kind of goes down the face like that, I'm really drawn to makeup that also incorporates those elements. So I responded really well to that in, in particular. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I really enjoyed it. Judas says he loves this look. He says she served the drama and made them cry with laughter until their nose ran. Bruna says she loves that she always brings humor and acts as she walks the runway. She says it's pretty badass to watch. Maria says she was positively touched 
by her performance, saying she has personality and nerve. And Greg thanks her for bringing cunt and re- representing the Warriors with Sinitis. She says she loves her comedy so much because everything is already in its place and she's very happy about it. It's blackout. Yes, blackout. Audience, 81% blackout, 19% black hole. Shannon Scarlet. It's always dangerous to not be a seamstress this late in the game when you have a design challenge that can knock you out completely of the competition. I don't know if this was supposed to be an homage to Rue, but Mother would never. Mm-hmm. It's a corset with a skirt. The materials are good. It's just bare bones basic. It's the styling where I'm thrown off. The hair is too flat. And also, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the holes in the tights, no, ma'am. Like, ask a friend to borrow if you got them holes, but like this look could not allow for them. I will say the stones around the eyes is my favorite part. Also a danger zone we will talk about when it comes to the lip sync. Never wear black lipstick when you need people to see the words coming out of your mouth. It literally becomes a black hole where the lyrics get stuck. See, I think it's interesting that you enjoyed this sort of gems or whatever's happening around the eyes because to me, that really also takes away from her normally stunning makeup Mm because it doesn't necessarily look like it was done carefully if that makes sense it was like it was like oops just on my face and there's a bunch of dots you know so I mean like I wasn't even really here for that element but yeah I just oh this was definitely the worst of both categories everybody this was absolutely the worst look of the week, which is so sad because you know that she has so much talent and ability in other spaces, yeah. but just clearly the design is not her strength. Um, it just, yeah, it it really does not come together. I think too, like you were saying, even just about the hair, like seeing her in a wig that looks like that, I'm like, what are you doing, girl? You can deliver so much more than this. So my heart went out to her because this was can just- Can you find the connection between the two looks? What is it supposed to be? Well, right. And that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, if we go back to the notion of the challenge itself, where it's supposed to be a connected collection, where, where is it? Because like, yeah. there's no cohesion in the hair even. It's like, I'm trying to give you anything, but it's just not there. Like all those circles, she had all those circles around the top and the white one. There's no element of that in this. She's got stones on the, the, the corset. I'm like, okay. I mean, if we're going to be real just stretching, we're just stretching. Yeah, we're, if we're going to really stretch with what is cohesive and what goes in a same collection, universe, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's just, and I mean, the earrings even, like what are those earrings? They just don't, how do those go with the rest of the outfit too? I, this was a choice. I feel so Judas, bad. Dudu says at this point in the competition, she needs to be more innovative when it comes to design. Bruno says they were only disappointed when they expect something from someone and they expect a lot from her. Bragg mm-hmm. says since it was a sewing and construction challenge, she got a little more insecure. She says, don't let it get to her. She's Shannon Scarlet, baby. It's a black hole. Oh, definitely. So sorry, girl. Audience, 24% blackout, 76% black hole. Machine Polaroid. I want to talk to that 20% that thought that this was good. I want right. to know. I want to know what they're now, thinking. While she didn't give us a full on 80s, she is serving a Madonna inspired moment. I think this is hot and sexy and just the right stuff. On paper, it feels simple, but there is a lot of strong design elements going into it, like the pencil skirt and the tool top. I think the white trucker wig was a choice. 
I didn't know would work. And the lace blindfold helps tell the story. Um, this is someone who's ready to attempt to be a front runner. Yeah, which is a little bit, you don't want to talk about people this way because it feels like it's shady, but it's not really supposed to be. But it is very that. It feels like all of a sudden Bettina is just stepping into it and it's just something's happening. She's clicking with it. The energy's going. I love this. Like, I mean, we were saying it before about the white one. There were some pieces where I was like, not totally on board, but this one, she totally blew it away for me. Like I thought it was so interesting to see her look this way. It felt really risky for her and very Mm -hmm. unique and distinct from a lot of what we've seen from her. Um, the collar is so cute. I really love the short hair on her and that platinum blonde. Like it yeah. looks incredible. So this, I was very, very pleasantly surprised by her with, and I was very here for it. It's very Madame X. Yes. Yeah. And and that's what, right. Like thinking about the challenge too. I think this was one of the better ways in which the true mentality of the challenge was executed. Like she was doing basically different Madonnas, you know, and it's yeah. like, you You can see that very clearly. You don't need her to tell you. It's visually telling the story. Bruno loved the second look, calling it kind of fetishy. Shusha Mendal saying she thought it was very cool. Greg says she got very emotional watching her walk down the runway as she was almost eliminated in the second episode. And now she has been presenting what she loves the most, evolution. She says she is goth, versatile, and loves the hair on her. It's a blackout. Oh, for sure. Audience, 86% blackout, 14% black hole. Naza, this is so cute. How she was able to use the fur and make it work in a collection is beyond me. Lucky for sure. I don't know what the animal is supposed to be, but even in this black look, she's cuddly. I love the hair. It's giving Naza doing Netta vibes. Love the dress because it's not a silhouette she served before. She loves the strong shoulder. Should she have been in the top this week? Most definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this goes back to a little bit of what we were saying before around time for the challenges and what they do or don't have. Is it one day? Is it more? You know, all of that. Because I'm like, tell me how Naza was able to make this entire thing and Shannon made her thing. Like, same amount of time. I get that they have different skill sets and whatever and strengths in this area, but I'm like, in that same time that Shannon did like a corset with a little train, Naza was able to do all this. This was so good. I think this was probably my favorite overall of like mm-hmm. the entire episode of the blacks and the white looks. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's super cute. It feels really fashiony in a very like cutesy way. Even just the details of the little X's, like the berets in her hair, so adorable this was just so impressive i was so so here for it i was obsessed like this i would also absolutely wear i'm like naza can you hook me up dm her see if she'll she'll let you have it it's a blackout oh completely audience 95 percent blackout five percent black hole Dallas DeVille, dark bunny unleashed. I will give her credit for the bunny insignia that she managed to get on the cat suit. I think, again, this is well curated and well executed for Dallas. It's just, it's simple. It's not a horrible look. I love her makeup. Again, it's something that no one else on that stage can do. Dallas is an original drag artist. She is unlike any Rue girl in the franchise, but for whatever reason, she just does not resonate. And I think had this been reimagined and brought from home, she would have been safe for this week. The execution is a bit off as the body is not bodying. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those pieces, because as you were saying the thing about the body, I was looking at it and I feel like I was seeing it in the white version too that she had for this week. There's something about the legs in particular. Mm-hmm. That's just, it looks like the pant legs or like the bodysuit legs, whatever you want to call them. They just don't look like they fit very well. So it just feels like there needs to be some tightening. And again, unfortunately, I think it becomes one of those pieces where if you are literally wearing every single time bodysuit and a headpiece, bodysuit and a headpiece, it's like you got to be bringing more, especially Absolutely. when I think the numbers are dwindling. Um, and I don't know, I think, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because like you're, you're describing and I would agree, I think like in so many ways, there are elements of Dallas that can be and are visually striking. I, like she very clearly has a strong sense of her own fashion, her own brand and all of that, that very much all comes through, but it's about how is that being reflected and how are you trying to do your part to diversify that and show range when you're in this setting, a competition reality show. It's kind of like that. It's like, you know, that is not connecting. Right. Bruna says not only in the look, but even in her posture, she doesn't know if she was insecure, saying she didn't have as much fun as she did in the Snatch Game when she was completely comfortable and happy. Maria says she felt repetition and didn't see a change and says it looks like a reproduction reproduction of a white look that turned black. She also says she doesn't feel she was having fun. Now, Greg will call her out for the face she keeps making while they are talking to her, to which Dallas says she's just shocked and is trying to listen. She says she felt like she was having fun on the runway, and she says it's not a face of disdain. It's shock and disappointment in her performance, and Greg's like, okay. Can I say, though, that really did resonate with me a little bit because that's something that people tell me. Sometimes I will not even realize that I'm making a face or same something yeah i'm like that's so real it's just like i always hear that from people too and i'm just like my face is my face it's doing what it's doing i don't know what you want me to tell you it's really not sometimes it is but i'm like i'm not really trying to be disrespectful it's just what my face is doing i mean you also have to look at the makeup and the and the the shape of her mouth that was being made with just the makeup that is a great point like in this specific instance it is it's like a smirk also, for me, when I found out about my face, it, I actually found out myself because I have a, a judging face. Like when I'm critiquing or judging something, I'm very, very neutral. And my neutral is very, very harsh. Um, and <laughs> I found that out when I was reviewing uh, a piece of theater where it was not immersive, but like the set was close enough where there it was a set in a bar and the back wall was a mirror. And where I was sitting, I could see myself in the mirror and saw myself watching the show. And I was like, oh, I'm loving this show, but my face is not showing that. Oh, wow. Well, it's nice um, when you have that yeah. moment to like generate the awareness yourself, because I feel like that also doesn't happen often. It's more so like someone being almost like unfortunately happened to Dallas on television. <laughs> right. I mean, that's why like for when I back in the day when I would go to drag shows on a fucking nightly basis, I would always be taking photos one because i was good at the photos but two because it would distract people and not look at my face because i was focusing on their art oh um, there you go distract, distract distract all right i'm gonna give this a blackout um yeah i'll give it a light blackout because like again also conceptually she did the challenge yeah they were both bunnies i don't know 
I mean, again, when Maria says it felt like a reproduction of a white look turned black, like, isn't that literally the point of what this challenge was? We need a rule book. We need written rules. <laughs> Audience, 81% blackout, 19% black hole. Helena Majita, I think she missed the mark on what the judges were looking for. This makeup may be the OG Helena, but that Helena can't come to the phone right now because she's fucking dead. I think there was a universe where she could have served evil Majita without the clown wife. As far as the garment, She's a seamstress and a corset and sleeves is the best she could come up with. Like, I am shocked how bland this look was. I think she got stuck trying to keep the idea of a collection present and didn't have a strong idea of how to pair them. Also, it looks like she's wearing a diaper. Not sorry about it. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it again and not lo- and looking at it still too, because of course, like I'm used to just seeing them in motion. Um, now that I'm looking at it, just in an image that still I do see what you're saying about almost like a diaper scenario happening. It's a little odd. I will say I do not mind the makeup. And again, I think similar to what we were saying before with uh, Miranda, it's that thing of there are certain elements of drag that I do myself and incorporate into my art that then I think I in turn respond to and have like an easier time being like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Because I'm like, I mean, it, it was interesting to see her do her face like this and to see that like clown white, because like that's a, a like we were saying before in terms of how long it takes me to get ready and how much paint I use. Like that's a commitment and that's that can be challenging. So I was a little bit here for the makeup, really, but I think it falls apart with the outfit. Um, Let me I propose th- something to you. Yes. She used a color blush. What if she went pixie pixie and went black? Yeah, like maybe that's what she should have done because it was black and white anyway. So why not go that route and just keep it all? Like that probably would have made it stronger for sure. Um, Yeah, and then I don't know. I think there's something about the hair too. That's just the hair choice is just, maybe it's the styling, right? I think that's what I'm getting at is I think the big picture is just the styling. It was Agatha all along. (laughs) <laughs> yes 100 percent. but yeah i she dropped it a little bit on this one i agree with you i think uh, my expectations especially coming off of the one that she wore for the white category the expectations were higher absolutely judith thanks her for trying new makeup and that takes her out of the place of classic beauty but says it wasn't up to par with her talent and potential maria says she was has a great friend and mentor who was a trans woman and a drag queen artist actress a great diva of Praka Roosevelt's Prasha Roosevelt, which was Phaedra de Cordoba. And she learned from her that it takes a lot of courage to be who we are. And since both times she walked the stage, she got emotional and felt that strength. Greg will tell her if the look turned out exactly how, ask her if the look turned out exactly how she wanted it. And Helena says that she was even happier with its execution, more so than she was with the mermaid look. And then she says they asked for the dark side of Mojita and she brought that original Mojita so to show how it started and greg tells her she is one of the great fashion queens of the season and says because of the comparison of the white look this look was a little weaker in its own collection so basically she said no it wasn't good you should have listened to me yep as as is the way right it's it's crazy right um i'm sorry it is a complete black hole yeah i will give it a black hole as well Audience not here for Helena for the first time, 38% black hole, 62% um, black out, 62% black hole. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad to see her fumble like that. Organza. Enter the Matrix. This is so hot. It's simple, but it's hot. I think she has the body to do this. It's incredibly safe look with the level of execution so minimal. Good for her to make pants. If I had that body, I would wear this to drop the kids off to swim practice because, like, naturally... Um, she lovingly brings Hood and Urban Streetwear to Drag Race, and that's a celebration of itself. Yeah, like I, I think I'm with you. I mean, it is it the most revolutionary look? Not necessarily, but she just carries herself with such confidence, and there's such a commanding energy about her that, like, it almost doesn't matter. Um, the styling is really great. I think it does very much belong in the same collection as the first one the like gloves are very very cool so yeah I I really enjoyed it like again was it the my favorite thing ever no but very very solid I'm gonna give it a safe blackout the same audience 55% blackout 45% black hole Greg has decided that Nas is safe leaving everyone else at the tops and bottoms do you agree because I do not yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I'm Here's like, what I would do. How can you look at those and say Naza is safe? I'm sorry, that was wild to me. If it's partially mostly a design challenge, Naza should have been in the top and Organza should have been safe. Yeah, I was actually, for me a little bit, I was thinking for sure Naza in the top and then maybe Bettina safe. I just think Bettina's look was better executed in a higher risk than organza's i would actually i mean to now that i'm even thinking about it more for me too i think i would have put naza in the top and miranda as safe too that's why i said to you earlier i think it was all set up yeah exactly because i'm like when you think about the cohesion of the collection when you think about some of these other elements like what miranda did was very fine it was great it was solid she put together some nice things like especially again in the black having a real performance essentially so not knocking her in any way but i'm like for me maybe a little bit more safe like i don't know i bought bottom line for me naza definitely should have been in that top and yes. yeah it's time to check in on naza's untucked where she is talking to herself i mean what else would she do chat with herself she will talk to herself and move positions and try to figure out why she was safe. Same girl. Can't figure it out. Literally. What would, what would you do if you were alone and untucked? Yeah, I think um, you use it as a moment to develop your new one-woman show. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, use, you just use that as a brainstorm. You've got the time. You've got the space. Who knows how long they're going to be with waiting for the critiques and all of that. Or you build a fort. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that, too. I mean, what else would you do in, in that room? I say, listen, make an iconic moment. Um, but she's going to make an iconic moment because she's going to play hide and go seek where she's going to go hide and scare the queens. And I think Miranda was going to have a heart attack or pee herself. Oh, definitely. Some of them were legitimately scared. Yeah. The tops and bottoms are back and Naza is ready to hear the full tea and nothing about the tea. Miranda, Machina, and Organza believe they will be safe. They are the tops of the weeks. And it will be pointed out that Helena didn't have a good week. And she says, when someone is too beautiful and always serves, when they give a little less, they miss it. They're thirsty for her. I was like, ooh, not a good week for her at all. I know. I, it's a little bit of that moment where you have to pause and be like, 
are they trying to pivot this into a villain edit? Like, right. hold on. She says she didn't bring little. She brought looks. She brought beauty. She brought Maljita. She brought a naughty look. And she claims she delivered what she promised and is not indebted to anyone as they created expectations in their own minds. Do you think this is cockiness that is deserved or just a young, youthful drag artist who has never been told that she's not the shit before? Yeah, maybe it is a little bit of that, like, you're so used to being in your element and you're so used to maybe being big where you are. That's like you come to the drag race universe and, like, you're not ready to hear that you're not maybe everything and that you actually do have some stuff to work on. I could see that being the case. Vecina, we'll point out. It looks like it'll be a battle between Dallas and Shannon. And they're holding hands. And I was like, didn't this bitch just read her to filth earlier in the day? Yes, I noticed that too. Like holding hands. Dallas says there is always a lot of pressure, but they will do what they have to do. They can't quit. And Miranda's like, you can if you want to. Yeah, like you literally could. That's okay. If you want to see yourself out, that's fine. Sharon says this has been a very difficult day as her biggest challenge is not knowing how to sew. She says she is really changing, challenging herself and she's learning. She knows she wants to stay. Shannon and everyone else who goes into the Drag Race television program learn to sew. Just do it. Yeah. Like, what are we trying to do to say on this fucking show? Yeah, it's like, I can only feel so bad for you because you know it's coming. So you didn't know how to sew and you didn't even take a single class to teach you. Do yourself. it before you even submit an audition tape. Exactly. This is good practice for real life too. Yeah, it, it's not like you're practicing something or investing in something that's not a practical thing to have or know, you know? So it's you can like- sew pajama bottoms or a pillowcase. So many practical things. The queens are back. It's time to find out the results. And finally, a win is given to Miranda LaVrao. Deserved. Bettina Organs and Helen are safe, meaning Dallas Shannon are the bottom two. Do you agree? Well, I think going back to what we were saying before on the top and bottom, did I agree with the winner? Not necessarily, because I think Naza should have not only been in the top, but probably won. Mm -hmm. uh, so that part, eh. bottom, yeah. I mean, the bottom was like very clearly those two this week. The song is Decadence of Elegance by Deborah Balanzo. This was a really fun track. And while Dallas played the air guitar to capture the mood, Shannon Scarlett just said, I'm a fucking force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. I don't think Dallas knew English lyrics. And with Shannon, I think in order for Dallas to stay, she needed to give it a thousand percent. And a wig reveal was just not going to be good enough because when she revealed it, that was just a fucking mess of a yes. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It's just, oof, not cute. Now, Shannon doing the split was wild, but I love that the duo did that like kick walk thing at the same time. I don't know if that was planned or if that's like part of the track's choreo and like a music video, but it was very fabulous the way they did it. For me, Shannon doing that standing split, I want to go see her live. She gave me life. Yeah, well, and I think that's the, the part of it too. For as much as we're saying in this episode, you know, Shannon really struggled and clearly it's just not her week. That's what it is, though. She's not a seamstress. She's not a designer, but she's going to give you a performance for a sure. fucking standing split. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's going to blow it out for you in that regard. So, at Dallas least tried. That, you know? Dallas tried, but wasn't enough. She finally loses lip sync and Shannon stays to slay another day. Do you agree? Yeah, I do, which is interesting too, because I think in a, to a certain extent, it comes down to how we're treating the rules and the challenge. 
Because mm-hmm. like, if we want to go maybe more of that route, then I think from the aesthetic perspective, from what the challenge truly was, Dallas should have stayed because Dallas had the clear connection in terms of cohesive looks. But then when you think about overall just track records, what's been presented on the runway and more of that, plus the lip sync, then yeah, I, I would definitely agree with it. And I would say that, you know, Dallas would be the one to stay. Uh, Dallas should go. Yeah. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is Dallas DeVille's legacy? Communism and headpieces. Literally. Literally. Um, I mean, the robotic futuristic drag um, artistry, I think this is very unique. It's very fun and it's true to her. Um, Will there be little drag babies out there one day trying to emulate that? I think so, because I think it's unique and different. And and if you can get it to look cool, it would be really um, a new aesthetic. Drag robots. but as far as a competitor on drag race, like she did make it further than I thought she would. She peaked when she needed to peak. She won things when she needed to do well. But she was she was a filler queen. She was a long lasting filler queen. Yeah, because exactly. I think it's one of those people who when you actually have them on a television show, like, yes, their drag and artistry is visually very dynamic, but unless your personality is really, really rising to meet that, then you're going to sort of fizzle out, unfortunately. Who won the week? Who the best episode? I think that Miranda did. Absolutely. This was her show. This was her win and the story that that she shared. Right. And that's what I'm thinking too. For me, it's not only about the fact that she literally won it, both the mini and the maxi, right? But also just this piece of like, we actually got fuller story development. We're getting a sense of her, which is all good things for where you would want to see someone who has a strong trajectory going. Absolutely. We have our first photo shoot that I'm convinced was done using the jungle for the promo shoot. Like, come on, we we have we have those left over. Also, we have a ball. Is this going to be a three look brought from home style challenge? I mean, a ball after a runway design challenge seems so strange. It really does. I have no idea why they're sequencing the challenges this way. I was ready for them. I mean, I guess they did just come off of Snatch Game before this, but it's a little bit like I'm ready for them to do an acting challenge or something again. You know, like I want them to showcase a different skill set, which is even funny for me to say, because I mean, I really enjoy the looks and the fashion and the construction challenges. Like I could watch that all day. But when it feels like they're all just back to back like that, you want some variety. You want to see people who maybe that isn't their skill set really rise a little bit more and have that moment to shine. So if if there is another design element to it, oh, my God, um, Shannon would be shooting herself and be like, can I just kind of kind of go? Yeah, I think I, if I was her and if that is the case for the episode, I'd be like, are you really just trying to send me home? Because this feels really pointed but also we know that greg is not afraid to make a pointed decision so maybe it is i will say drag race mexico we did have that random ass levi's design challenge where they didn't fucking design anything they didn't do anything on it maybe that's what this is going to be i don't know um and again trajectory wise if we are giving ourselves a 12 episode arc 
there's got to be a double save at some point. Maybe if it is designed, they're going to keep showing. I don't know. Um, but just just the way things are mathing, I'm I'm. What else is left? Well, I think they need to do well makeovers. A makeover and a stand up, and then what else? Makeover, stand up. Yeah, because they kind of they did like a commercially thing. I mean, technically, the ball on Mexico was um all pre brought. Right. So it could be like that. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, big mysteries. I don't know. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is. I think I'm still thinking it's going to be Organza. I do too. Um, obviously, we are getting a lot more of. Um, we expect all these great things from you, Helena. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I I feel like this week really put a sour taste in my mouth the way that I've already had with Organza. But I feel like now they're both giving me that same feeling that organs is the better of the two yeah because i think which is interesting because for me helena definitely does have a good amount of range i think that she was able to show that with her snatch game like she's not just one note um she can be beautiful and she can do the fashion but also she has this ability to do other things but yeah i don't know this like interesting edit that she got this episode that's been coming through more and more i'm like that doesn't really strike me as a winner whereas with organza it still feels like yes she has her catty moments and she can be a little bit bitchy but they're also still building up this like you are a star we have such Mm -hmm. high expectations and i don't know in a different way yeah, it's going to be really interesting because I feel like we have our top two now. It's going to be a battle for who else is making the finale. Yeah, which I think for me at this point, I would be like Miranda, I would say is very likely. And then, I don't know, maybe Nasa. We'll see. We'll find out. All right, where can we find anyone? Social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at OG double underscore fag. And then you can also follow me on Blue Sky at OG fag. No spaces, no underscores, all that good stuff. Can I have a fucking invite? Can someone give me an yeah, invite, I will, please? I will give you one. I literally keep forgetting. Okay, it's thank you, I feel thank like you. every time we record, I say that and I'm like, oh, let me send you one. And then I literally just forget. So I'm making a mental note that like as soon as we wrap. Are, are they, are they, do they allow the porn things that X is going to get uh, rid of completely? Oh yeah, there. Oh, okay, it's a, great, perfect. Let's go. It's a C. They don't. What's interesting is that it's still a little bit newer, so like, there's no videos yet. Okay. okay. There, there's That's plenty fair. of photos. There's. Plenty I I prefer photos. I know I'm a little crazy. Okay, well then, yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna have. I'm a, gonna be happy. I'm gonna aw. be happy. Oh God, friends, whatever. This was fun. Thank you for being here. Yes, always a pleasure. Thanks so much.